Welcome, we are the Ladybirds, and we are here having open conversations about mental health, sex, and womanhood. Dear diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. Don't have sex, because you will get pregnant and die. You can't do anything unless you're the center of attention. Don't have sex in missionary position. Need a boyfriend who's not such a complete bonehead. Don't have sex standing up. All I see is pork soils. You're a virgin who can't drive. Just don't do it, promise? Hello, birds. Welcome back hey. to another mini episode. Woo. Short and sweet. We're glad you're here. My name is Gabby, and I like folk music and mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, how do I follow that up? I guess my name is Mandy. I like talking about movies, and I like talking about sex. Mm, oh even juicier <laughs> and like having them too so Ooh. <laughs> and i am kate and i like reading and i don't like mashed potatoes <laughs> still offended i like stuffing sorry <laughs> don't like oh, them fuck. I'm in between, baby. I don't I think I've them. had stuffing. <gasps> you would, but like mashed potatoes would still beat it. Well, we're we're talking about this because we just finished Thanksgiving, and so we thought you had your turkey. So now let's talk about orgasms, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it only makes logical sense, right? Today's cheeky episode is on refocusing the narrative around pleasure and orgasms and. There's two sort of points I thought that we could really hit on today, and that's looking at the orgasm gap, which is sort of an understanding that everyone deserves a fulfilling and enjoyable sex life, which is why it's important to understand and to look at the orgasm gap and sort of understand it as a cultural problem instead of like blaming someone about it. But at the same time, just as important and fun as orgasms can be, it's also really important to rail it back in and to understand that orgasms should not be the end goal of sex or any sexual activity, really. Before I start, though, I did want to put a little aside, a little footnote that it's vital for us to acknowledge that race, body size, ability or disabilities were not taken into account but are huge factors to consider when we're talking about pleasure. Mm -hmm. These nuances of identity are consistently ignored in how their dynamics can impact pleasure and the OGAP is also rooted in the gender binary so trans folks are typically not considered in the surveys and scientific research that is done when looking into this but if you don't know this the orgasm gap describes the disparities in orgasms between couples so it looks at heterosexual couples it looks at gay couples lesbian couples bisexuals and it kind of compares and understands the disparities between them and how there is just a wildly insane inequality in orgasms mm. and i don't think this comes as a surprise to anyone <laughs> but the orgasm gap shows that hetero women are the demographic having the least orgasms during sex. 20% of women don't orgasm during heterosexual sex, 
versus 6% of men. So that's a pretty big wow. gap. And, you know, going back to that, it does, the orgasm gap is not looking to blame anyone, but rather question and critique cultural acceptance and dialogue around sex. We talked about this in the masturbation episode, how like dudes have a huge head start when it comes to getting to know their bodies, getting to know about pleasure and getting to know about sexual activities. And so it's really no surprise that when we've talked about the separation of sex education from boy to girls and the simple ignorance that there is around the female anatomy and specifically the vulva that females are just simply not having as many orgasms as dudes. Lame. Another thing to be angry about. <laughs> I know. Like even before having sex, I knew that the likelihood of me not orgasming was a possibility and it's already sort of pressuring you to orgasm because I think when it comes to like talking about sex and pleasure I think the dialogue is changing a lot but I think growing up especially I found that the narrative was very much driven onto like the male ego and not mm. talking about female liberation and so I think there was that huge pressure of girls don't orgasm and it was always on the narrative that it's hard for us to orgasm that it's um, complicated that it's x y and z rather than like there's no discussion and education about our female anatomy so there's no one actually having these conversations and trying to understand how shit works yeah it was it was weird it's growing up it almost was like if you orgasmed or like you're able to do it easily it was like a talent yeah and so like i remember before i had my first sexual encounter i'm like i really hope i'm one of the lucky few that are just really good at orgasming like Dude, me too <laughs> like i wasn't like and, not. <laughs> and i mean we'll talk about it in but like we'll talk about it later but just my understanding of what satisfying sex is yeah outside of an orgasm has completely changed since when i was 16 and i hadn't had sex and now 2024 20, and i've had some sex <laughs> sure. it's crazy though actually hearing those numbers too because it is one of those things that like culturally we're really aware that you know hetero women don't orgasm as we just said but actually seeing the fact that 20 percent don't compare to the six percent of you know men it is it's wild <laughs> and and you and you know that this isn't just like a female anatomy thing that doesn't work because 39 percent of women say that they always orgasm when they masturbate mm. so clearly it is possible it is a thing that can happen and it's also the likelihood to orgasm is much higher for a lesbian and bisexual woman than mm. it is for hetero women that logic kind of checks out though because if you if you already know what feels good, obviously that'll be easier to help pleasure someone else in that way. But when I was writing about kind of like talking about or when we discussed doing this as a mini episode, when I was writing about it, one of the things that came to mind that I wrote a little bit about was the camaraderie of faking it, I guess, because I definitely <laughs> along the lines of you, Mandy, like as a teenager knew going in that like not everybody orgasms, but I know that women definitely, definitely fake it all the time, yeah. at least the hetero experience. That's crazy. Oh my God. Yes. I feel like I've known forever about how to like, you know, you know, the build it, you build it, you build yeah. it. And they're like, oh, yes. <laughs> but like to the point of where <laughs> I was like, going into like, it. yeah, like that was one of the yeah. things where it was like crazy for me to think about was like going into my first sexual experience being war like I remember having a passing thought of being worried that I wouldn't be able to orgasm and then like 
not knowing how to fake it convincingly. <laughs> that was something that was a huge learning curve for me. Um, just like, I don't have the numbers right here, but I know kind of a crazy amount of women don't orgasm from penetrative sex. And that was something that took a while for me to like really understand because for a while, like I didn't and like, mm-hmm still now like obviously there needs to be stimulation of the clitoris and that that makes sense because yeah. of our anatomy and so like for a long time i'm just like why am i not why why is it not coming when like everything tells me like that's how you derive pleasure and then as i like continue to get older and educate myself and you know sexual experiences it's like that's because like it's just scientifically like the yeah. part of you that that stimulates that was not being stimulated yeah. and like the narrative in film and porn and of heterosex is that like penetrative sex is the epitome and you will orgasm through that and like in reality yeah. and when we're learning about our anatomies growing up even in like sex education they're not going to really talk to you most classes i would say don't really talk about the clitoris at all because they're talking a lot of the times about sex as a procreative act. Mm-hmm. But I think that understanding your anatomy and then also understanding your partner's anatomy can be a powerful guide to increasing pleasure and confidence. And again, reiterating this, orgasms are not the only form of pleasure and they should definitely not be your end-all, be-all thing. You know, like they're great, they're fun, and but... I have a very difficult time coming. Coming with your partner at the same mm-hmm. time is also very difficult. And I know oh that God. like erotic books do that a lot. And then just movies in general, porn, um, this idea that you can come together. That's <laughs> a, like synchronizing that shit is very, very hard. So it's okay if that's not happening to you, if that's just not working with you and your partner. Um, if it works for you, like fucking congrats. Good for you. It's funny you talked about like the idea from movies that like you can come at the same time and that like it's natural and like from my personal experience it's like are you ready okay are you ready okay like okay okay (laughs) it's not like natural at all it's like you have to like be like okay we're gonna try and do this we're gonna try and like from my personal experience it's never romantic and it's always okay we tried that that wasn't great like it seems more stressful than anything else like if it happens naturally great wonderful but i have a very difficult time orgasming and it was kind of funny because I was talking to my roommate about this um, where she had an encounter with a gentleman and I think in the previous experiences that she had with him she was able to come pretty quickly or just in general and one night it just like didn't happen and it seemed like she had a really good time until it felt like he was putting a lot of pressure for her to come. And I mean, probably unknowingly so, but there is, and I do think it is very important to note that there is a big, big difference between neglecting your partner's experience and pleasure and only focusing on your own. Letting your ego get in the way, making their orgasm and their pleasure and their needs about reassuring your insecurities. I have definitely found both experiences to be true. I've had guys who completely ignore my needs. And then I've also have had guys who are making, if not our entire experience, then certainly a lot of it about the climax. 
feeling that pressure to come or that I'm taking too long are they getting bored of it yet is a thousand percent a killer for that lady boner and then i'm really never going to come at the same time i'm also like i'm not here to reassure your insecurities dude i know that in general for me it is quite hard for me to orgasm and i've had to reassure myself that i'm not broken and i'm not a failure if i don't orgasm orgasms has been for way too long a measure of a successful fuki fuki and that's a problem and frankly it does a disservice to sex and sexual experiences i want my sexual experiences to be pleasurable and fun and intimate and adventurous and sweet and playful i don't want to miss on what's actually going on in the moment because i'm too busy Or they are too busy thinking about the climax, the quote-unquote finishing line. We promise that you'll have a way better time when you let go of that. This is one of the reasons that I like that we talk about stuff like this so openly because that has been my experience too where like I've had to have a conversation with someone before and be like like listen it's it's not something that's gonna happen right now and like that's totally fine with me because it was still what we just did we is still great like I still had a good time and it doesn't have like you don't have to make me come to make it have been a good thing I don't know but it's just also nice to hear that that's not I'm not the only person that's had to do that like listen man it was great don't worry about it I just feel like sometimes they get so offended Mm -hmm. and vice versa like guys also don't have to come why put that pressure or like there's something wrong with them if they can't yeah I mean it's interesting too because I do also feel the pressure as a woman to make my partner come because it is so ingrained in our culture that like the goal is the orgasm and so sometimes like I have had experiences where if they did not come and like also because for the most part it is easier for men to come Mm -hmm. but I'm sure there are plenty also of men that it's like it's not easy and so what I think can be difficult is when you have an experience like that you often put the blame on yourself Mm -hmm. and like what did I not do was I physically not like attractive were they not into it and that can be really I think detrimental as well just for both parties and I find that I think the most positive sexual encounters often were the ones that might not necessarily have ended in an orgasm because I think sometimes it's almost like if you make orga- the orgasm the end goal, you make it almost like it's a challenge. It's this game. It's, it's like what you were saying. What about all the foreplay? That yeah, is like literally so the best. Well, and how do I explain to people like, I'm just here for the postcoital cuddle. That's my end, <laughs> that's my end game. So Honestly, the f- talking about foreplay, that's what I've miss the most during quarantine it's just that like, oof like <laughs> i just sniffed <laughs> i think with foreplay especially there is this really huge connection that you're making with the person because they are becoming very in tune with how you are responding to certain things mm-hmm. in the same way that you become really in tune when you're playing around with them teasing them you become very in tune with what they're liking, what they're not responding so much Mm -hmm. to, how to make it build, how to make them really want it. And I think that's really fun. That was our little little chat today. Quick O, right? (laughs) As always, we have our little doing okay moment. How are you guys doing okay? 
I have one. Oh, you, you do? You go, you go. Okay, I have two. One, I watched Jojo Rabbit for the first time, and Ooh. I think it was, this was the first movie in a very, very, very long time that I watched that I was like, holy shit, this is a good fucking movie. So mm. that was wonderful. And then the other one is yesterday I made lasagna with my roommate. <laughs> and it was delicious. I had a real rough week, but... I saw a really good movie. I watched E2 Mama Tambien, which is like a film classic that I've been lying for like four years that I've seen. <laughs> People will ask you to just be like, yeah, it's oh, it incredible. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those ones in film school. It's like, you can't sit with us if you haven't seen it. Um, and it was Alfonso's birthday recently. So I was re-inspired. To, I was inspired to watch it and it was really good. Well, and not going to lie. Uh, remember that time I said sometimes movie scenes work for me? Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's one of them. (laughs) I honestly thought of one at the start of this and it's completely gone from my brain and I'm trying to think. But I'll think of something else because I can't remember what it was. I started doing macrame. What's macrame? Macrame is like, you know, those like super hipster plant hangers that are made out of like like braided cord basically. Yeah. It's it's that. (laughs) That's fucking trying to Yeah, no, it's been very cathartic and something to do i feel like i've been lacking like crafty type stuff in the last couple weeks of my life and that is a lot of what makes me happy like making stuff so movies and crafts movies and crafts crafts. sexy movies and crafts that's (laughs) that's the way to my heart thank you birds for tuning in we will see you guys for a full-length episode next week next week in the meantime keep um, social distancing keep social distancing but get on social media media and look us up at at ladybirds pod hell yeah so till till next time right yeah Yeah. bye